for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh, going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh, now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh, listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo. This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 335 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on X. It's no longer called Twitter anymore, I guess. On X, at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are on the Going For Two Live podcast network every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And, of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. My co-host is back from his two-week hiatus. Uh, He had a little bit of a vacation in the middle there. Ryan, what's up, man? Ah, oh, dude, glad to be back. I mean, the first week you just mistimed it and replaced me before you knew I was gone. <laughs> but that's fine. And second week, I was actually really on vacation. So that's cool. I got a nice hiatus. To, to be fair, and, you were packing that day, so you probably would have not wanted to come on anyway. It's, it's true. I left it like two in the afternoon the next day <laughs> and drove it out and had to mentally just prepare for the eight-hour drive, nine-hour drive. But yeah, so probably not, but... I got, I got to take one for the team, man. Yeah. I got to be there. I'd be wrong. Yeah. And th- thanks again to Gerson who, uh, who filled in the two weeks that you were out. I don't know if fairly did. adequately. Yeah. He did. He did. He did pretty well. He did pretty well. I watched the, I watched like, thir- like 60% of the one show and I was actually commenting, which I've never commented on my own show before. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in the, in the chat. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it was super weird. I don't know how I felt about it. <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest tonight. This is his first time on the show, uh, Mr. Marcus Gailey. He's a podcaster for the Undroppables, and you could follow him on Twitter at MDGailey. What's up, Marcus? How's it going, guys? Um, I wanted to thank you guys for having me. Um, like Jeff said, my name is Marcus. I'm a 26-year-old from Pittsburgh. Um, huge Steelers fan, huge football fan in general. I uh, was fortunate enough to play college football at the FCS level, so that really kind of helped grow my love for the game and the players and this is i think my 12th year playing fantasy football and my fourth year um podcasting so i have a podcast for my local dynasty league a bunch of friends from high school and college uh it's on spotify it's called a chat with gaily and then jeff as you mentioned i'll be starting this fall with the undroppables um show name is to be determined but uh we're hoping to start making podcasts this fall so um Thanks again, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, good stuff. And I, I mentioned this before the show, but but Chalk, who uh, who runs the Undroppables, uh, started with going for two. He's 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 a good guy. So you're you're in good hands over there. He'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. As always, today's show brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues with huge tournaments, private leagues, and pickums for every major sport. Uh, use our promo code GF2 to get a deposit match up to hundred dollars. It's that simple. Sign up. Use promo code GF2. Uh, start drafting your best ball teams. We're actually going to do a segment tonight for Underdog for some pickums, uh, for some season uh, prop bet stuff that we're going to do. So you can see how easy it is to use. Um, 
The show tonight is going to be an awesome one. We're going to do some news and notes. We actually have some news and notes for once to actually talk about and discuss the Ooh. fantasy impl- implications of. We got a game uh, this week, actually, in, in a yeah. couple days to talk about. So uh, then we're going to do a, a new segment called Fantasy Therapy. Uh, we have a little bit of this or that we're going to play. But, of course, we'll kick it off with our nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, today we are drafting fictional places that you'd want to live and or visit in real life. And Marcus, you got the 101 here. So where are you going with the 101? So this was tough. Uh, With the 101, you know, there's a lot of good choices, but I got to go with Atlantis, the underwater city. That's a good one. That's a good one. I just watched Aquaman not too long ago with uh, Jason Momoa and uh, what's her Johnny Depp's ex. Amber Heard. Yeah. Amber Turd. Yeah, yeah. So Atlantis was in that. It looked pretty cool. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with at 101. Good stuff. I had that on my list as well. I would have uh, probably would have gone 101 there with it, but uh, I do, I do, can, I can see the uh, the appeal there. For me, uh, my 101, and I'll get it here at the 102. So great value. Uh, I'm going with Hyrule from from Zelda from all the Zelda games. Um, yeah, I was actually in the, the, the Zelda division when they did this for the Scott Fishbowl theme a couple years ago. I'm a huge Zelda oh, fan. Okay. Um, and anytime that you can go out in front of your yard and, you know, do yard work and get coins and, and gems like you can in Zelda when you're chopping <laughs> down the bushes, uh, that's, a, that's a good place to be for me. All right, Ryan, you got the uh, 103 here. Dude, it's weird that, like, all the cool places that I, I like, think are just terrible places to live. Or visit, like, in all the movies and TV yeah. shows I like. So I'm just going to a place of pure debauchery and just where I feel like I fit in a little bit, especially if I had no rules, and that's Tatooine on Star Wars. Like, nice. there's just bars and gambling, criminal activity, <laughs> and it's just, just dirt bags. I love it. It'd be so fun. Nice. Yeah, I actually, had a, I have a couple of Star Wars locations on my list there, and Tatooine was on the list as well. So, yeah, great choice there. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. All right, back to you, Marcus. All right, still a lot of, obviously, some good choices on the board. I got to go, though, with um, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> That's a good one. Most, most specifically, the, the main like room where uh, Augustus Gloop like, falls in the river. The Chocolate River, yeah. that room. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I got to go with that one. Nice. I like well, we're it. talking about like terrible places where you could die. And they yeah, want the- you to die. That's it. That's one of them. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> it's great in theory until you're just gorging on chocolate. And you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. I'm up here at the 105. Um, and I'm going to go. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a fanatic like some people are. My daughter is a big fan of this of this uh, particular series, book series and movies. Uh, but I'd like to visit Hogwarts. I think that would be a pretty cool place to visit. Uh, I've watched all the movies. I haven't read any of the books. I'm not like a fanatic about it. But, you know, the movies were awesome. And it looks like a pretty cool place to be. So I'll, I'll, I'll choose Hogwarts here at the 105. Play, play the video game. It's like you're living there. It's awesome. I've heard it's really good. I have. It's it's, it's really good. It, it took up a lot of hours of my life. And <laughs> it feels like you're there. All right, Ryan, 106. Oh, I'm going to Asgard. Like, this beautiful place with all the gods and, like, just, 
I don't know, man. It just seems amazing there, and like everything's perfect. Yeah, that's it's a- like the complete opposite of Tatooine. That probably wouldn't fit in at all, <laughs> but it'd be kind of cool to go for like a long weekend. You got to diversify your roster here. You got you got yeah, Tatooine. Like, Tatooine's somewhere I could live and be miserable at. <clears throat> Asgard's like a nice weekend away. There you go. You're a weekend away from home. All right, uh, Marcus, your last pick here. All right, I'm I'm between two, but. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Mount Olympus. So I'm half Greek myself. So figured I might as well pay homage to you know some of those Greek gods. Go see what Zeus, Poseidon, those guys are up to. Um, seems like a pretty cool place. So nice. I like that's it. What I'm going with good stuff. All right, my last pick here at the 108. I still got a lot of names on my list here, but I'm gonna go with a, a pretty simple one. I spent a lot of hours with my daughter playing this video game, uh, and I'm just going to give the name Animal Crossing. You live on the little island. You get to build your little house and, and you know, fish and whatever, everything else you get to do on the island. It's peaceful. There's not a whole lot going on. So uh, I'll go with the whatever the Animal Crossing world is called. I don't even know what it's called. I just call it Animal Crossings. That's my choice at the 108. Ryan closes out the 109. Uh, I'm going to go with Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings and kind of chill with some hobbits and stay out of the dangerous places. <laughs> Go to the There's Shire. a lot of cool stuff to see there. And I feel like I have a good time. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I had and that. I could be, and, and like, I could go hang out with them and be tall. That would be awesome. <laughs> be tall. Like, I, I feel like, I, I feel above average height. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like what a six footer feels like. It'd be so cool. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, a couple honorable mentions I had on my list. I had the Mushroom Kingdom, you know, from Mario, obviously. That was a... I was yeah. going between those two. Yeah, that was on, that was on my list. Um, I had Atlantis. I had Cloud City from Star Wars. That was my choice of places to be. Um, what about y'all? Do you have that y'all to get to mention that you wanted to say real quick? I was gonna, I was gonna say the Westeros from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. But it's just yeah. far, far, far too terrible of a place where nothing good ever happens for anybody. <laughs> yeah. You just die. So I'm like. Eh. It's a little bit too dastardly. That would have went well with your dying theme, though. With, uh, <laughs> it would have, but I tried to, lay, I tried to, you know, diversify. And I thought this might die immediately. <laughs> what about you, Marcus? Any of them that you mentioned? I had a couple. So I had Bikini Bottom from SpongeBob. Big SpongeBob fan one. growing up. Great one. And then um, this one. So my fiance and I are big, like, fall Halloween people. So I had Halloween Town, which is a series of Disney movies where the town, like, everyone is a Halloween character. Oh, if you nice. haven't seen the movies, I'd recommend it. Um, stuff. They're classics. I think they came out in like 90s or early 2000s. But Nice. There was um, one. Uh, what's the town from um, Nightmare Before Christmas? That was one that, I, that was on my list. I can't think oh, of it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't. Like I don't the Claymation movie? Yeah. I don't, I don't like that movie. It's not for Creepy. me. It's not for you. I don't, I don't like the animation, yeah. so I won't watch it. So, <laughs> fair enough. Just, like straight up, I just don't like how the animation looks, so I won't watch it. All right. All right, let's get to some football stuff. News and notes from around the league. All right, these first two notes, we're going to combine into one here. So it's it's all about <clears> the, <throat> the Colts backfield. We know the situation with John Taylor going on. Zach Moss suffers a broken arm. Ryan, I'm going to go to you first here. What are your thoughts here? If you Obviously, if you're a John Taylor, a John Taylor fan, you're a little bit worried. But then Zach Moss breaks his arm. Do you even have a handcuff there? Is there anybody that if Taylor doesn't play for whatever reason? Uh, that you're interested in in that in that backfield? Um, not really. Like, Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson's fine, but like, I don't think the Colts starting running back, if Jonathan Taylor's not there or he leaves, is on the team. I agree. 
Like, I think they try to make, like, a power move on him and sign, like, a Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt at a discount. I think there's, I don't think, I, I think you can let someone else waste their fab on one of the running backs on the roster. Like, I'm not doing it, for to be honest. Yeah. Now, if you do have Jonathan Taylor, like, at this point, you just got to hold and hope he plays for the Colts, right? Yeah, what are you going to do, trade Jonathan Taylor to discount to somebody who's trying to get over on right. him? No, you hold yeah. him because he's going to be on a team. And if it's Dynasty, which is the only thing you should have him on this point, unless it's like best ball or, you know, like a charity league, you're not trading anyways. So, like, you're not going to trade him in Dynasty because he's going to be back. Yeah. Just be patient. He's, he's going to be going. It's too ugly for him to stay there. Marcus, if you had to, if you had to bet uh, Taylor plays for uh, the Colts this year, are you going yes or no on that one? Oh, uh, that's a, that's a hard question. Yeah, thank you for taking it easy on me. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'd personally lean towards yes. I feel like we see this a lot, and then when dudes realize that they're gonna start getting fined, like I think I saw something that says like every every day that like if he doesn't do anything, it's like 40k like during the season, like each day. Like, yeah, they're not stupid. They know their shelf life is short, which is that's a whole another issue why they're in these contract disputes. But um. I think he probably plays for the Colts. I think it'll all get hashed out, and I can't see them trading him on a discount Mm-mm. to another team. No, you know, trade um, trade him for J.K. Dobbins in a second. <laughs> keep put keep two uh, unhappy guys switched. No, as, as a Steelers I, fan, I would not want him. Oh, dude, I, I, oh god, I'd be so excited. I'd have to change my plans <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> All right, this next one, another two guys uh, in the backfield. Some news on these guys. You know, we kind of not really make fun of, but we kind of comment on Seattle, how they draft their running backs every single year. Uh, you know, they took Zach Charbonnet when they already had Ken Walker, but then we get the news that both the guys are hurt. Uh, Charbonnet's out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. Kenneth Walker could be out a while, was the note, uh, with the groin injury. You know, I'm going to go to you first this time, Marcus. Give me your thought on this backfield in general and, and what you're doing with this news. Yeah, so um, Walker obviously had a big year last year. He looked fantastic. Then the second-round draft capital of Charbonnet made you think, like, they're not going to pick a running back in the second round and not play him. And then now you get this out indefinitely. That could mean anything from two months to six months. (laughs) or Yeah, tomorrow. Like, you don't know. And then groins, you know, they tend to linger, and that's not a great injury for a running back. Um. But sometimes injuries, I feel like, get blown out of proportion in camp. So Walker's probably going to be fine. Charbonnet, we don't really know yet until they release the actual details of his injury. But I don't think this would scare me or should scare anyone from Kenneth Walker in redrafts or in dynasty startups. I think he's still a pretty safe pick. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that they wouldn't draft Charbonnet and not play him because Seattle is known for that. They drafted Rashad Penny <laughs> in the first round and then played Chris Didn't Carson. Play <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on this backfield and the injuries? That- uh, I'm I'm enjoying the dip in price for Kenneth Walker. Like I didn't think Charbonnet was going to affect him that much because I don't think I don't believe Kenneth Walker fully healthy is the type of running back who really needs 30 carries a game because of his explosive ability and break the big play and kind of keeps him a little fresher and he wasn't that involved in passing game anyway which I think more is what they wanted for Charbonnet but if he's healthy and they said it wasn't that bad they kind of expect him back fairly soonish compared to indefinitely I feel a little more confident with that and like enjoy the 
round or two later, you get him and load up on other positions. Cause if he's back by week three of the season, that's a win. Yeah. And that's, that's a good call too. You know, with, with redraft, especially get him at a discount. You know, people are now like, scared of him even more than they were before, you know, with Charbonnet being there. Now they're scared because of the injury. Is he on what we, uh, what round seven or eight now? Yeah. He was already super cheap. If you're getting him a seven, eight, if he misses three weeks, that shouldn't even bother your starting lineup. That's your right. flight flight while you're drafting that late. Yep. Enjoy it. Take him there. hundred percent. All right. Let's talk about a guy whose uh, value dipped uh, in the off season, you know, to the point where you can get him probably in the seventh or eighth round. But now with some news breaking, his ADP is going to rise up considerably. Uh, and I'll go to you first, Marcus. Javante Williams cleared to practice in pads, uh, obviously did not get put on the PUP. So he is uh, he is a full go as far as we know. Uh, how how much are you excited about Javante Williams in this offense? And, and do you think that the, the injury that he had last year affects his uh, season at all? Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about it uh, before the show started. So he tore his ACL the first week of October, had surgery. I think shortly after that. So standard recovery time is about nine to 12 months. So week one would put him at about 11 months. So he's right on pace to start the season. He's a big physical runner, um, new head coach, new offensive scheme coming in. It's hard to imagine that they're going to be any worse than they were offensively last year. Um, added a good running back, you know, to help maybe share the load a little bit early on while he gets his feet wet and Samaje Pirine. But um, no, I mean, if he's cleared already, um, he's got a full training camp to get under his belt and yeah. And you had mentioned that he's falling like crazy and, and redrafts into like the eighth round almost. Yeah. So if he's there, then I would, I would smash him in the sixth round. Yeah. Let alone the eighth. A well, little bit of reach there. Make sure you get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned before the show that I did a, an article for fantasy pros ride, did a mock draft and I got Javante Williams at the eight Oh one, uh, in that mock draft. Obviously I think with this news that ADP is going to rise considerably. So if you're drafting in, in best ball leagues or some early redraft drafts, um, get him why his discount is there. Um, what about you, Ryan? I know you're, you're a big, uh, Williams fan. What are your thoughts here? Dude, I'm grabbing him sixth or seventh round now. Like where he's going. If he's the starting running back, we saw how good he was. Even if it's a little bit of a slow start, like if you look at J.K. Dobbins last year, who got that early injury the year before and was ACL again, there's a little bit of singers. Yeah. Yeah. That one, they're not, they don't feel like a team that's going to really baby him coming back because that's just not what we've seen on Sean Payton before. But if he's back on the field, his running style, like you say, he's a big bruising back. It's not those sharp cuts and stuff. So I'm not as worried about it for him as somebody like a Dobbins. But he could be back quick. And I know that offense sucked last year, but the pieces are there, man. Mm-hmm. Like it could improve very quickly. They added some pieces to the line. They got a real head coach. Yep. There's some stuff to like. And if he's there, he can get red zone opportunities because you know, good back. He and he can catch passes. He's what you need. Yeah, and that's a big thing, too, with passes, because we know Sean Payton's offenses like to use their backs quite a bit in the passing game. And so A ton. And Samaj P. Ryan, mm-hmm. while he's a pal- he pounds the ball, he's not that much of a pass catcher. Yeah. Javante Williams can catch 50, 60 balls. Easy, easy. Easy. I think he's, gonna be, he's a league winner right now. Yep. Like, he's one of those guys, like, he plays, he's a league winner at that value. 
All right, speaking of uh, running backs with some receiving skills, uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Brian Robinson, who the note says that he's looking sharp in camp and he's developing some receiving skills, which we all you know, kind of said that he couldn't catch, and they got uh, Antonio Gibson for that. But, uh, Brian, uh, Ryan, I'm going to go to you first here. This is uh, kind of your boy. Uh, give me your thoughts on this note. Dude, so last year, Brian Robinson went, got rushed back from being shot they immediately started him, even though he missed most of camp. He missed a lot of practice. He didn't play, and he wasn't fully healthy. Coming back from what? Was he shot, shot once or twice? Uh, he twice. Had, he twice, in, yeah. Twice? Yeah. I think. And he played immediately after that because the team wanted him back. I know it's a little bit different regime, but that tells you something about uh, the talent and a full offseason of being healthy. And the fact we're talking about him being all around in his pass catching that's huge. Yes, Antonio Gibson's going to get some, but this isn't a team that's going to be throwing the ball a ton with with that with their quarterback situation. Yeah, with Sam Howell, they're not going to run. They're not going to throw the ball a ton, even though they do have nice weapons. But they're going to play good defense and run the ball. They're probably there's a good chance they're a top ten team in rushing attacks, so they can both be reliable. And if it's close games, he's going to be the one pounding the rock. Yeah, agreed. What about you, Marcus? What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Brian Robinson Jr.? Yeah, so coming out of Alabama, I actually wasn't super high on him. I thought he was one of the worst like Alabama backs in a while. Now, granted, that's some pretty elite company when you're talking about Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, guys like that. But it was it was hard to judge him last year just because of the tragic injury, like getting shot. Like that's I don't know if anyone's ever come back as quick as that in the yeah. NFL and played. But one thing I do like about him is he is so strong at the point of contact, and he's such a physical player. Like, I think there was one clip. I forget who they were playing. It was on the goal line. He dragged, like, five dudes in for a touchdown. I remember that. Um, So, you know, if he's fully healthy now, he gets a full training camp. I know that, you know, Gibson's obviously a more established pass catcher at this point in his career, and people are saying that, they drafted Chris Rodriguez. They went and got him, but Stop. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Dude, he had 214 touches in 12 games. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's um where he's being drafted to. Yeah, I think it's a good play, and like you said, with their quarterback situation, he's they're not going to ask Sam Howell to throw 35 times a game. Like that's just not going to happen. So. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think Ryan Robinson is going to be the workhorse there. And it's uh, crazy that uh, Gibson, who is even listed as the backup, is being drafted ahead of Brian Robinson in most of the drafts so I've done. Dumb. And it's so dumb. Yeah, Robinson's <laughs> the first and second down guy. They're going to, and if he's catching the ball at all, even if he's just a threat to catch the ball, you know, on first and second down, I think he's still, his, uh, his value goes up for sure. If he gets 30 to 40 targets with 230 rush attempts, I'm going to be ecstatic at yeah. that value. Absolutely. Like that's RB two. That's an RB two right there that you're getting Super round late. eleven, twelve. Yeah. You're getting yeah. You're getting him as like yeah, your he's RB going, four, he's just RB going five. So late, yeah. That's the thing. It doesn't make sense with him. Yeah, it. it's it's so. I'd say it's frustrating, except I love it because yeah. I'm grabbing it everywhere. Because you're buying all the shares. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's start a. We're gonna do a new segment tonight. I got no drop for this segment. I'm not even sure how I came up with this idea, but we're calling it fantasy therapy. Essentially, uh, we're going to air out all of our biggest fears. Uh, what are your, some of your strongest takes that you've had this offseason? If they end up going horribly wrong this season, 
uh, and you might need therapy next year to talk about it. Uh, and I'm going to go to you first, Marcus, to give me one of your guys. I know a lot of Ryan's, you know, strong takes. So let me hear some of yours. What What is a strong take that you have that if things go wrong this season, uh, you, you might need therapy? Yeah, so it bit me in the ass last year and it's probably going to happen again this year, but I don't care. Uh, I'm believing in Michael Thomas. I'm, I'm just going to do it again. The, <laughs> you the, need therapy the sample already. Size, oh, the sample size last year. While it was only three games, you go watch the second half of the Falcons game. It's every other play, him just absolutely cooking A.J. Terrell, who's a top, what, 12 corner in the league. I'm believing in him again, and yes, I will be, um, what's the word, admitting, I guess, admitting yeah. myself to therapy probably around week five when he goes on IR for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're, you're just going, it's like you're going back to the woman who's cheated on you yeah. six times, <laughs> and you're like, she's changed. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing's changed. Yeah, good stuff. What about you, Ryan? What you got? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think John Dotson's one of them. And I have the fears with Sam Howe, which we kind of talked before. But he's a dude I've just been all in on since his rookie year. He flashed last year. I just his situation scares me. But I believe in the uh, believe in the uh, I believe in talent. I have him just outside of my wide receiver two range, and he's somebody I fully believe can make the jump into that range. And I'll be heartbroken if he doesn't pan out. Like it's not even like a big miss because I'm not like fully in like oh he's gonna be a top twelve, but. It 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 break me. I love John Dotson. Yeah. I love that talent. Yeah, you loved him even during the process of the draft. I remember you being really high on Jahan Dotson as well. I, I, I was I was absurdly high on him at that point, yep. and I have no regrets about it. Yeah, he's been great. That's a good a good one. So mine actually goes even beyond just fantasy football because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of friends, and I seemingly always defend this guy because he gets so much hate. Uh, they call him the checkdown quarterback, and I've got stats to say that he's not a checkdown quarterback. Uh, and really, it's only come down to his concussions, and that's Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, I've gone on record saying if he can remain healthy for uh, the full season next year, uh, he'll be in uh, the, the MVP race. Uh, I really do believe that. I think, you know, we saw what he did last year in the first, what, seven or eight games when they were undefeated. He was mm-hmm. lighting it up. Um, some of the stats that I had, he actually led the league uh, last year in, in ADOT, average depth of target. You know, you think of him as a checkdown quarterback, but he was actually targeting players deeper than he ever has. Uh, he had actually the third most uh, deep completions, and that's deep completions air yards, not like dump it off for, you know, a two-yard pass, and then Tyreek Hill takes it to the house. This is 20 yards or more in the air. Uh, only Josh Allen and Russell Wilson had more. Uh, and then he had the least, he had the third least interceptions on deep balls as well. He only had two interceptions on deep balls. Only Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow had less. Uh, I think uh, Joe Burrow had exactly the same as he had. So those are all good quarterbacks to be listed with. And, you know, those weapons are still there. He still has Jalen Waddle, still has Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's got some new weapons, you know, from the offseason. I, I, offense is going to be uh pretty good i would think um with michael daniels behind the helm of that so i I think tua you know and the caveat obviously is he has to remain healthy i think they'll find a way to keep him upright keep him healthy Uh, i mean if there's a if there's a positive spin on concussions is it doesn't affect your athletic ability um you know it's it's an injury obviously and it takes you out of the game but 
it's not like it's a knee injury. He's not coming back from a knee injury. He's not coming back from a, a torn, you know, ACL or, or Achilles. It's just all mental at this point. If he can just stay healthy, stay on the field, I think he'll be fine. So, I mean, mental is the quarterback game, though. You got that foggy mush brain. Yeah, and that's 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 the key. I mean, if, if he has to, he has to obviously get over those concussions that he's already had, and yeah. don't have any more concussions. Don't take those big hits. Find a way to get down. You know, Tom Brady was the king of that. Like he, if when as soon as he knew that the, the protection broke down, he just fell on the ground. He, he just go down. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. taking that hit. Just fall down. I know you got a little bit of athletic ability and you can run, but just go down. Nah, just dude, just go down. You're not. He's not like built. Like he's a skinny dude. He's gonna. He takes hard hits. He does. Uh, his like normal hits are just like hard. Yep. Exactly. All right, let's go back around one more time. Give us uh, another one of your uh, fantasy therapy guys, uh, Ryan. I'll go to you first this time. This is the one because I have him very high in our in our dynasty rankings. We do over go for two, like absurdly higher than everybody else, and that's Damian Pierce. I fully believe in Damian Pierce. I'm at RB fifteen right now. Wow, that is high. Yeah, I know. I, I and again, he got so much volume as a rookie. Get two hundred fifty touches in. 12 games that offense Devin Singletary isn't the kind of player that says, I don't trust this dude to be my workhorse back. Like the team showed that they believe in him and this team's going to protect their rookie quarterback. This team has a pretty good offensive line, actually a really good offensive line. He should match this year. And if he doesn't, it'll devastate me. Like I think he's a great talent. I think he runs hard. I think he gets, uh, he makes plays for them. And he's a true every down back, and it'll kill me if he's not good. Yeah, he's a, he was one of my targets in the Scott Fishbowl. Unfortunately, I didn't land him, but the the volume is going to be tremendous in that offense. I think that offense or that team wants to run the ball and play good defense with their new head coach, and I think that mm-hmm. you know Pierce is going to be a big part of that. So yeah, he he was my big buy in the Scott Fishbowl like podcast we did yeah. talking about like guys are shooting for with that volume for the running back position. Yep. Dude. It's going to be that this team wants to run the ball. DeMarco, D'Amico Ryans is not playing. That They're not playing throwing the ball around. He's a defensive guy. He's going to run the ball. Yep. And, Jamie's trying to be sarta- sarcastic here because he's a fourth-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus, what do you got for your, uh, your last uh, therapy player? So I got a couple. It's a couple rookies here, actually. So I have Cedric Tillman greater than Jalen Hyatt. So I'm a big, big comp- proponent, I should say, of this take. I had the chance of watching Tennessee play Pitt last year, being in Pittsburgh. And I, was I there watched too. Cedric. <laughs> What's that? I was there too. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I watched Cedric Tillman go for 10 and 170 and two touchdowns on Pitt, who has a very good defense. And he had a really good 2021. He got hurt for a short period of time. Then we know, obviously, Jalen Hyatt proceeded to have the season. He had won the Bolitnikoff lightning fast, but I just think that Tillman being 6'3", 215, ran a low 4'5", has good hands, can run good routes. I just think his body type and his game transfers to the NFL better than someone who's 175 pounds soaking wet. Like We've seen those guys mm-hmm. come and go and some can be effective, but more often than not, not really. So I, uh, 
Yeah. So if Jalen Hyatt ends up being amazing and Cedric Tillman stinks, it's not, <laughs> not going to look good for It's not going to go good for yeah. you. It, you know, I almost want Jalen Hyatt as a guy that would hurt me if he did that. Because he's a big high. Yeah, he's a big I'm a Jaylen big high guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he you can't teach speed. That dude is on the field, too. It's actually ridiculous. Fast. Yeah. They yeah. said that they clocked him if if it was a twenty four. Yeah, twenty four miles an hour, which would be the highest of any player. I think Tyreek Hill yeah. had the record before that. So that's this clock. This clocks are cooked when it's your home. When it's your home. It's your, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, even if it was twenty three or twenty two, that's still flying. He, he roasts. Yeah. Now I like Tillman a lot too. I was pretty high on him in my draft process. While they're like within two spots of each other. Yeah, they're that's where I've seen them go into. They're pretty close. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. My last guy uh, is going to be Mr. DK Metcalf, who I think people have forgotten is still an alpha receiver. I don't know how. Uh, last year, people think, oh, he had a down season, which he did, fancy-wise, but he had a career high in receptions, a career high in targets. He was third in the league in red zone targets. He was first in the league in red zone target share at 40%, which is a pretty insane number. Uh, I think the closest guy was 33%. So he had 40% of his team's total targets in the red zone. Uh, he was second in the league in targets inside the 10. Uh, and all of that amounted to six touchdowns, which is why he had a down season last year. I am of the belief that if he has any kind of numbers like that next year, that that'll be more like 11 or 12 touchdowns along with those receptions and yards. I think he'll be fine. People have pushed him outside their top 12 in receivers. I think he's still... Uh, a, a very good, you know, maybe like top 10, top nine, somewhere in that range. Uh, but people have forgotten about DK Metcalf, and I don't think we should. So he is my guy if he ends up flopping this year. And I, I hate to say it because I'm a Niners fan. Like, I don't want to see him succeed. But, you know, <laughs> even if you go back to the last year's playoff game against us, I think he had 170 yards and two touchdowns. That's the kind of Metcalf that you know, we're used to seeing, that I'm used to seeing as a Niners fan burn us. Um, so I, I think he can do that again next year. And, and I think a, JSN scares people. That's the, yeah. that's the issue. Like that, we always see that with really good receivers. When they draft a high receiver to pair with them, we always get scared. Like, look at last year when everybody was loved Waddle and they brought in Harry Kill and everybody got scared off. Yep. And it's kind of different because it's not a rookie, but like, it's the same thing. Like, high caliber player. And guess what? They can both perform. Yep. Players can both perform. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, we got some bad news going for twos. Um, Personal League podcast have sold out for 2023. Uh, we've actually oversold. We have about seven or eight to do in August, which is quite a lot. Um, but we have some good news. If you uh, buy, if you were to buy one now for 2024, you can save 20% with a promo code EARLYBIRD24. Uh, you might be asking yourself, what is a Personal League podcast? It is a one hour, sometimes two hours, like the last one was, uh, live show dedicated to your league. I bring on about four analysts. Uh, we rank the teams from worst to first. We break down each one, give you trade advice, putting out strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and then we even do draft advice if you're, you're, you're doing it before the NFL draft. So you just visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP. Use promo code EARLYBIRD24. Save 20%. Uh, that amounts to about $7 a person in a 12-man league. So just add that to your entry fee and you can get one of these things done. Uh, again, it's going for two.com backslash PLP and the promo code is earlybird24. And we are already selling some. Uh, the, the one we did two weeks ago, uh, they liked it so much that they actually purchased three for next year. Um, so if you want yours done in like June or July, you better hurry up because he bought all three of his for June and July. Uh, again, going for two.com backslash PLP, promo code earlybird24. Prop bet of the week. All right, we're doing our prop bet of the week. Let me bring up the underdog screen here. Um, 
And I'm gonna go to you first, Marcus. You're the guest here. Give me, uh, give me your your pick here for one of your props. We're gonna do a three leg prop with the three of us. Okay. So this was a, uh, so this was like for the whole season props, right? Because that's the one. Yeah. The yep. I found. Yep. Okay. Um, I thought this was a typo at first, but I guess it wasn't. Brandon Ayuk over four and a half receiving touchdowns. All right. Oh, that's a yeah. I'm I'm assuming he had, go he ahead. had eight last year, and I think five the year before, and. He's only getting better, and that was with three different quarterbacks playing last year. He had eight, so I think he could getting five is incredibly realistic for him. So I think that was the safest one that I found. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I I hadn't looked at him, but yeah, I mean, you're right. He had five in his rookie season, I believe, or no, five two years ago he had five, Mm -hmm. um, and eight last year. And you know, I I think he's now the number one target in that offense. So that's that's a great choice there. Ryan, what you got for your leg? Mark Andrews over 800 yard, 800.5 yards. Dude, I mean, Mark Andrews, while other than 2020 in the last four years, because he only played 14 games that year, he's hit that every single year. We had 852, 1361, 847. And those 800 years, he did not play full seasons. I don't care what receivers they brought in. He's the wide receiver one in Baltimore. His market share is absolutely absurd. And him and Lamar have something special. And yep. he's also not going to be getting double team bracketed yep. and just every team focusing only on him every game this year. He should have another very good, good season. Yeah, I like that one. That's a great one. Um, so I just uh, went on and on about Mr. DK Metcalf, and that's going to actually be my my leg in this. And it's going to be. Please tell me it's an under. It's no, it's an over. <laughs> it's a higher than seven receiving touchdowns. He had six last year in his in his down, quote unquote down season. Um, I think with all that stats I just gave about DK Metcalf, I think he could beat that uh, receiving touchdown mark of seven. Uh, so that's our that's our leg this this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk higher than four and a half receiving touchdowns. Mark Andrews higher than eight hundred point five receiving yards. DK Metcalf higher than seven receiving touchdowns. I'm going to drop my, my $5 on this and I'll click submit and confirm. And it's going to ask for my location. Just showing you how easy this is to do. Boom. There we go. Let's confirm it. <laughs> what, what makes you so sad? I can't do this in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, we can't? Oh, no. No, you, you can play underdog best ball, but you can't do the pickums, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, just, I, I, oh, I'm yeah. actually on the clock in a best ball right now, an underdog, <laughs> as we speak. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, I'll get it eventually. I mean, y'all have DraftKings and everything. It's got to come eventually. I know, but I like underdog, man. Like, DraftKings yeah. is great, but I love underdog. Underdog is so easy. It's just they put everything so easy for you in front of you. So, yeah, it's definitely the way to go. All right, let's do some this or that. It's time for this or that. All right, this or that. We're going to do the redraft ADP edition. Basically, I'm going to give you all two guys, and you're going to tell me. I'm going to give you the two guys, and I'm going to tell you where they're being drafted at, and you tell me which one you prefer to have at their current ADP. Uh, Marcus, we'll go to you first on this one. This is uh, Chris Alave, who is currently wide receiver 12, 19th overall, uh, versus Drake London. So second-year receivers here. He is currently wide receiver 22 and 44th overall. So this or that, which one do you want? Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Chris Olave. I think he has a better quarterback. 
better offense. Atlanta, we still don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. We don't know if Desmond Ritter can really play or not. And that head coach, man, I was watching them play the Bengals last year. They were losing 35-17 to 17 in the third quarter, and they were running the ball on first and second <laughs> down every – I'm like, what are you doing? I remember that so, game. With him there and them drafting Bijan Robinson eighth overall, like they're still going to be a run-first team in my eyes. Um, so I just think – I don't know how many – opportunities london's gonna get and i think the saints are gonna throw the ball a lot so i'll take Olave even at at uh two rounds higher all right what about you ryan chris Olave as receiver 12 or drake london with the discount at receiver 22 i'm taking drake london with that discount um chris Olave is awesome i love chris Olave. i think they should be solid i think mike mike thomas takes a little bit away from his targets and it was a weird thing his targets came in bunches early in the season like in the last few games, other than the very last game of the season, he had pretty low target counts and yardage. Uh, Drake London, on the other hand, finished the season in the last five games, averaging 9.6 targets per game, 85 yards a game. That team went to him early and often. Yes, the quarterback situation changed, but coaching didn't. And then you get the fact a young quarterback growing with a young receiver, especially one who you can just kind of throw the ball up and let him pray and go get it. I like that combination for him. And I know Coppitz is awesome at all, but Dudrick Lenz is the real deal on the outside. They took draft mm-hmm. capital. And the, long, the farther they got into the season, the more he got involved. Good. And the only four touchdowns is going to change. Good stuff. I like it. Um, it was a tough choice for me as well. I'm going to be the tiebreaker here. And I think the, the reason I'm going to go with Drake London is because of what you mentioned, Marcus. You said he got a better quarterback, which he does. Uh, but they haven't played together yet. And that's what I want to see. Um, uh, yeah. Derek Carr mm-hmm. is a quarterback that likes to target one player. You know, he was all about Amari Cooper for a while. Then it was Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro a couple of years ago. Last year was Devontae <laughs> Adams. If Chris Olave is that guy, and, he, I, and I knew that right now, I would take Chris Olave, but I don't know that yet. I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Um, so I'll take the discount with Drake London. If they were even, it's Chris Olave, obviously, but the discount of, of Drake London, I will take that in some of the same reasons that Ryan said. Yeah, the difference of two Mar- rounds. Mar- Marcus, one thing when you talk about you were really high on Michael Thomas, does that hurt for you? Um, if you were talking yeah. 19th overall, is fairly early in the second. Yes. Or like no, it is. Um, again, like, yeah, I like Michael Thomas. I think he's good, but like, I'm ready to be destroyed by him again. So, like, when, when, <laughs> he, when, when he goes on IR after week four, then you don't have to worry about him. But, uh, <laughs> No, I think I think Drake London is really good. I just that offense in Atlanta, man. It does. Just, it is a little know. scary. And some of those numbers that Ryan gave with Drake London last year, I think was was with Kyle Pitts injured. I think Kyle Pitts was some kind of target hog, um, but he wasn't there because he was injured at the end of the season. So, but even like the few games before that, five, seven, six, the Chicago game was three, but I don't know what happened there. Like they're all pretty high, other than like a few a yeah. few div offs. But a lot of they had a lot of games under that five or six mark too. yeah you're right all right next one we're going to go with some running backs here uh mr i don't know why he's getting all this hate but he is mr joe mixon rb 15 uh 45th overall versus jk dobbins rb 19 and 62nd overall so really it's the overall that you're really a uh, big disparity there mm-hmm. uh, i'll go to you first ryan give me your thoughts here mixon or jk dobbins Um, 
So I want to obviously I want to say J.K. Dobbins is a Raiders fan, and like I believe in talent. I think he's having a huge year if he plays. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get scared about J.K. Dobbins, man. Like the news in Baltimore the last few days is he's holding out very similar to Jonathan Taylor is, except he's Baltimore's much better at keeping things under the wrap because they don't have a psychopath in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like they handle their stuff in-house. Dobbins has said comments. There was a comment very recently by Melvin Gordon that made it seem like Dobbins is holding out and they're just not talking about it. Like he said something about like he had no idea before he got to the team. And that really scares me. It doesn't stop me from drafting him, but I feel more comfortable with Nixon because I know he's a starting running back in great offense. Yeah. If I knew Dobbins was playing for sure and he comes back mm-hmm. to camp, that flips. Yeah. The second he steps foot on camp, I like Dobbins over Mixon in that area. I'm still going to draft Dobbins there, but like, I'm scared. Yeah. Like, I'm grabbing Gus Edwards everywhere because of that. And the thing with the, the Baltimore Ravens, too, is that I know they end up signing Lamar Jackson, but they've been traditionally known as a team that doesn't flinch. Though, I mean, they traded away uh, Hollywood Brown. Just, you know, you're going to complain about your targets. All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, and you have a running back behind him who has averages is like one of only five running backs ever with over, was it like 400 carries and averaging over five carries. Five yep. yards. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Gus Edwards is a legit good running back behind them. They're not going to flinch on Dobbins. Yep. I agreed. What about you, Marcus? You mixing at the RB15 or Dobbins at the RB19? Um, I'm going to go with Mixon. They're, they're pretty close, like 15 spots and only four running backs. But, um, for the sake of competition, so let's say Dobbins does play. So we know he's going to touch the ball. Lamar's going to get his share. Gus Edwards going to get his share. Probably Justice Hill. They always just rotate a bunch of their dudes. And Melvin and Sin- Gordon. And Melvin Gordon. Yes, exactly. And since he, Samaj P. Ryan left, which also opens up some more targets. I think Travion Williams just got carted off the field yesterday. Yep, he's done for the season. So while Mixon wasn't very efficient at all last year, he has the, the greatest variable that evens out efficiency, and that's volume. volume. So if he gets yep. the ball a ton of times and he does three yards with it, like someone who gets the ball 20 times versus someone who gets the ball 11 times in a game, they're going to help you out more in fantasy. So for I, that reason... Yeah, it's a new coaching staff in Baltimore, but he's still never in his career had a 20-carry game. Not a really? single time. Wow. Yep. Huh. That's, that's I would a, not have guessed that. Yeah, me neither, yeah. especially in that offense that runs the ball a ton. But, I, yeah, that's a... They do, like, you, like you mentioned, Marcus, they rotate running backs so yeah. much. Yep. Which is a good thing for the team, but bad for fantasy. But, like, he's never seen 20 carries. Like, I think his most is, like, 18 or 17. Wow. He toted it on the Steelers. I was at that game last year in Pittsburgh. But again, he probably only had 11 carries. Yeah. Like, they just, he broke a big one and they just stopped giving him the ball. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so frustrating. I get so mad. I, yeah. I got so mad last year. I'm so glad Greg Roman's gone. Yeah. I, I, was, I hope he's coaching Pee Wee somewhere and he's very happy. But I'm so glad he's gone. Yeah. We had Greg Roman too for a couple of years and I had the same oh. complaints about him. Oh, I hate him so much. Yep. All right. Let's do some tight ends here. Uh, we'll go to you first, Marcus. Here we got Darren Waller, tight end seven and 77th overall. Uh, he's the old tight end versus the young guy, Greg Dulcich, uh, tight end 11 and 127th overall. Uh, we're going to assume this is a tight end premium league. Which one you got out of these two guys? So this is really challenging because 
I have Darren Waller in a dynasty league and he gets hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it's so hard trusting someone, especially with soft tissue injuries, which we know linger and come back every season. Everything I've seen out of Giants camp is saying Waller is just feasting with Daniel Jones and um, he's getting going to get a ton of targets. Uh, and Dolchich again had a good rookie year. I'm going to go with Waller purely for upside in a redraft. If he does play, a, let's say he plays 14 out of 17 games and he gets those high number of targets that they're saying, I think just for that reason, his ceiling is a lot higher than Dolch's is this year. So I'd probably roll with him. All right. What about you, Ryan? Where are you going here? Yeah, I'm going here. I'm going with Waller. Um, we're talking with Dolchich, like the upside's there, but mm-hmm. it's still a huge question mark. And when you get that late in the tight end conversation, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is Waller, you, like you said, he, they, Daniel Jones likes him. He's also something different that that team ha- doesn't have. That team does not have a wide receiver who's a red zone threat. Their wide receivers are all Ryan's like, height. six foot. <laughs> they're all Ryan's height. Yeah, they're all height. my height. <laughs> they're, they're all tiny, <laughs> tiny fellas. And there's nobody in the red zone there. And that's Darren Waller. He's such a difference maker for that team. And I think what, tight end seven? While I'd probably rank him around there, I think it's a good rank for him, and I'm com- very comfortable with him there. And I'd re- I think he's right around that line where I'm cutting off guys I feel comfortable with that position. All right, yeah, we're going to sweep it. Um, if we're talking just for this year, <laughs> I'm taking Darren Waller with that upside. Yeah. I think he has, you know, we talk about all the time with tight ends that if you get 50 yards and eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns on the season, you're a tight end one. I think Dolce's can do that and be a tight end one and be like tight end 10 or whatever. Um, but Darren Waller has the ability to to do much more than that. I mean, he's we saw, was it two years ago, he had like 13 targets in week one. Um, he is a target monster. He does have the touchdown upside because of what Ryan mentioned. Most of his receivers there are small, so it'll be Darren Waller, you know, getting those red zone looks. Um, so his upside at the tight end seven spot, you know, if he ended up at you know tight end two or three, uh, we wouldn't be surprised. We've seen him there before, so that's I don't, that's a, a ceiling that I don't think they have with Dulcich. So, all right, let's do a uh, let's do a quarterback one. Yeah, we probably got time for both for both that are left here. Let's do the quarterback one here. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you first here. Mr. Kirk Cousins, uh, QB 13, 112th overall. Uh, I picked two boring guys. These are like the most boring quarterbacks <laughs> so in boring. fantasy. <laughs> uh, versus Derek Carr, who's QB 20 and 151st overall. Which of these boring guys are you taking? Um, with how late they're going. We're gonna be honest, like 112, 151. I don't give a shit about ADP. Like, you're just taking who's there. And Cousins, I think, is gonna throw the ball a lot this year. They, I know Alexander Madison, blah, blah, blah. He's <laughs> great. I don't think he is. But this says what they're gonna throw the ball a lot with Justin Jefferson and Addison there. And their defense has lost a lot of pieces. I think he's gonna throw the ball around a lot this year. And the Saints are going to play good defense and run the ball a lot. Being they have, if Kamara comes back, three backs draft when they drafted Jamal Williams, you can pound it. They're showing you what they want to do. And so is Minnesota. And that's used as wide receivers they have. So I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. All right. And like I said, that late, I don't care. What about you, Marcus? Kirk Cousins at QB 13, Derek Carr, QB 20. Yeah, I'm going with Kirk too. He finishes QB six last year. Uh, Carr, I think, was 17. And um, 
Kirk's got the best receiver in the league in a pass-friendly offense. Uh, Ryan, like you said, defense lost a lot of pieces. It's very likely they could be trailing in a lot of games, having to throw to come back. Um, I think I saw, too, like last year, Carr cracked 20 points, I think once or twice, and Kirk did six times, seven if you count the playoff game. I think his ceiling is higher. He's going to throw more, and he has, again, the best receiver, I think. In the league, so yeah, give me Kirk. So too. Yeah, we we agree on the on the podcast about Justin Jefferson being the best receiver, uh, and I'm with you uh, for the same reasons. Volume, you know, the passing volume is going to be there for Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't know what his attempts were last year, but we've seen Kirk oh. Kirk, Kirk Cousins get a ton of attempts in his career. Um, and this offense is pass friendly. They drafted another receiver in this offense. They're telling us that they're going to throw the ball a ton. You know, they let uh, Dalvin Cook go. This is going to be a pass first offense, and Kirk Cousins at QB 13. It's probably where he should be ranked, but he can easily finish, you know, top eight, top nine. Um, so I, I think Kirk Cousins has a good uh, a good ceiling. Oh. All right, this shout is- out to James' comment about Madison being horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with it, Dwayne McBride season, baby. Yeah, he said, "What did he say? Madison is Dwayne horrible. Just gave him a contract uh, making less than Gus Edwards." <laughs> it's Dwayne Dwayne McBride's <laughs> season's coming fast and furious. It's on its way. That dude's an animal. I, I hope yeah. y'all are right because I'm drafting him everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. All right, this last one I did, I put on here just for for Ryan. I didn't know that he was going to pick uh, Damian Pierce as one of his guys for fantasy therapy, but uh, Damian Pierce, Ryan, he's RB twenty two, sixty ninth overall versus oh, Brian Robinson, RB thirty seven and hundred tenth overall. I, I am I am so conflicted on this. <laughs> That's rough. That's a but, rough question for him. Like, I'm gonna go with Brian Rob- Brian Robinson at that value because we're talking one ten. That's free range. That's free, exactly. And I fully believe he can be an RB two. And I have Pierce as a high end RB two, which isn't that huge of a difference when it comes to fantasy. And at that price, I want Brian Robinson, man. Yeah, he's, I think he's probably my most drafted player. He, he's probably my most drafted player this year. I love them both, but dude, at one ten for a starting running back, it's stupid. Yeah, I think if you look at, um, and I'll get to you in a minute, Marcus, but I think if you look at what you could get around Damian Pierce's range as far as a receiver, and then you also get Brian Robinson later on, I think if you were to switch it the other way around, whereas if you took Pierce first, the receiver you're getting at 110th overall does not have the same upside. So I think if you look at him as a combo, uh, I think Robinson is what you do. It's irrelevant. Exactly. What about you, Marcus? Are you going Robinson as well here? I am that AD. That's just so low for someone who's going to get the touches that he is. And even though I, I agree with you, I think Damian Pierce is a beast. He runs so hard. They did add Singletary though, and he's no bum. Like he's going to get his touches a little bit as well. So with Robinson being, what did you say, like one ten? One ten overall. That, yep. Yeah, that's you. Got, he that's too low. So it has to be him over yeah. over Pierce. Yes. RB thirty seven. Yeah. yeah, that's that's insane. He's not even a flex spot at that position. Yeah, <laughs> he's outside of that. All right, great stuff. Let's finish it up here. Get ready for going for two.com's forgotten fantasy player of the week. All right, Marcus, we've been doing this segment for a while. Um, we uh, actually switched it up this year. This is the first year where we're having the guest give us hints and we have to try to guess it. Uh, we haven't done one in a while, though. We didn't do it all the month of July because uh, the shows we were doing were too long. So we haven't done one in a while. So we're out of practice here. So go oh, ahead and boy. give us your hints for your forgotten fantasy player. 
All right, here we go. Um, so he's a running back, played from the years 2008 to 2017. Started his career with the San Diego Chargers before going to Carolina and then finishing his career in Buffalo. He had 11 rushing touchdowns in 2010 and 10 total touchdowns in 2011. Started in, you said he started in San Diego? Yep. And went to Carolina. I was thinking. Who's first team again? San San Diego. Diego. He went to the. That threw me off because I was like, I got all these running backs in my head that popped up, and then I'm like, no. But I said one of them, Michael Burner Turner, went to Atlanta. He didn't go to Carolina. Darren Sproles went to the Saints, so that's not that's not a choice. Went to Carolina. I, I immediately Sproles. That's what I was thinking too, but he didn't go to Carolina. Yeah, it's not him. Um, who's that other guy? Um, You're gonna get it. One of you two is gonna get it. I can see the wheels are turning. Eleven rushing touchdowns in 2010 and ten total touchdowns in 2010. And last team was who? He played Buffalo. one year for the Bills to finish. What team is he on for this? What's that? He was in the Bills. The last he team was in the, it was Chargers. Yeah. So he was on Panthers. Carolina. He was on the Panthers yeah. on the good seasons. Yes, or I think it was actually split. It was one with San Diego and one with Carolina. He had a few good years in Carolina too. Ryan Matthews comes to mind. Is that that the, the other running back's name? But he went to oh Philly, God. I think. Um, oh, I forgot about him. That's a good name drop, dude. That's who I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. not him. He went to Philly. Not yeah, him. he went to Philly. Um, so, you've named almost every Chargers running back, but <laughs> I know, but this guy. All right, I'll, this okay, guy. I'll I'll get you oh, more. It's the big guy. Um, yep. Uh, Natron means no. It's the other one. Um. God, what's his name? He he was uh Michael Tolbert. Yes, thank Mike you. Tolbert. Tolbert. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Mike Tolbert. Yes. My guy. He's like five six, like two fifty. Yeah. Running downhill. Touchdown guy. That, was it Tolbert? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tolbert. Yeah. Yep. Great, great pull. I, I had the wrong name. I knew who it was. I just had the wrong name. I said Natron Means, but I knew who it was. You said, Oh, the little guy. And I was like, Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Oh, I think Ryan's chopping up here. Oh, yeah, he's a little bit. Ryan, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you wanted to go and come back. <laughs> All right, we'll take him out of the. All right, man, that was that was a great one. That was good. Uh, we like I said, we haven't done one in a little while. That was a that was a great pull there. Uh, he was yeah. one of my favorite players to watch too, because he was just the guy that would come in and fall in from the one yard line. It seemed yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. cool. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, that wraps the podcast up. Uh, let's go ahead and give us your Twitter handle one more time. And, uh, you know, obviously you have no show to plug yet, but just plug where you're at and, and what you're hoping to do for the season. Yeah. So um, looking to make a podcast this fall with uh, another member of the Undroppables. His name's Mad Jester. Uh, we're in early talks. We kind of know what we want to talk about, but don't have a show name yet. And um, I think we talked maybe like, once a week or every two weeks uh, releasing content. So yeah, it'll be streamed through the undroppables. Some of those guys are going to help us out with uh, the uploading and editing. Cause I'm not great at stuff. I'm more of just like a show sheet creator, like content idea guy rather than like a tech guy. Um, yeah. We're going to hopefully get something up starting maybe at the end of the month or September and, uh, and go from there. But I had a blast. This is my first official appearance on any kind of oh, nice. fantasy show other than my, 
local podcast i make so nice uh thank you guys for having me it was a blast absolutely man and we've we've had the jester on a couple of times too this year he's he's great he's the one yeah he actually recommended you yeah so. he's awesome ryan i'm not sure if your service is any better yet if you want to plug your twitter handle if you can hear me nope doesn't look like he's any better <laughs> he's still at least it waited to the end of the show before it screwed up i don't know oh, what no. happened to him um all right guys as always you can follow me on uh i keep wanting to say twitter i'm gonna have to get this used to saying x thing it's uh at jeff lambert 77 um is ryan nope he's leaving again let's see if we can get ryan back on here uh if y'all haven't got into our discord yet uh you can find the discord uh, on my profile um obviously you can find it at goingfor2.com as well we are doing redraft mock drafts pretty much daily at this point uh we'll continue to build that up through the season to get you ready for your redraft leagues obviously we talk dynasty all the time in there as well so if you got trades i know jamie who's in the chat he's a he's a big guy in the in the discord always answering questions and asking questions about his league so again the discord is linked in my profile on x and also on going for two.com uh for marcus for ryan who uh, had some internet issues i'm jeff and we will see y'all next week